She fell in love with the bad guy, but she loves my intentions. Nothing feels better than the moment we're sinning, no Nothing feels better than the moment we're kissing I say I love her for forever in the morning, forget her She was raised under money, growing up she couldn't see the poor Save my number and her phone under me or more Look me in my eyes and ask what I need her for So in this game of life, she just might keep a score and Darkness is clouding my judgment Marijuana clouds cause the loud is so pungent But me? I haven't touched a drug since that trade of white I lived my life before the fight like I'm Dana White The block is hot like that boy band with Nick Lachey Hold my heart in your hands like a Fabergé He was young, dumb, and reckless Living like the devil couldn't catch us Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen And if this is your first time, then allow me to introduce you to the YSO Podcast podcast for the youth by the youth giving a voice to the youth being the voice of the youth and uh, we want to thank y'all for tuning in with us live here this thursday september 3rd 3rd, 3rd. yeah 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 Really? That's where your brain goes? Yeah. Not Beyonce. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh happy that you thought it not robbery to join us tonight. Um, and as you can see, if you're looking at your screen, that uh, our uh, fellow co-host Ashton is coming to us remotely from her uh, wonderful home um, due to you know the ripping and running and high intensity of her work and career. She was not able to make it out here, but you know she still wanted to lend her voice to the episode this week. And uh, so yeah, I mean you know gonna do the intros as we always do. Uh, it's your boy Jack Sparrow coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. I'm keeping it light because we're about to get real deep. Uh oh. That last episode, I was Frodo Baggins. This episode, I'm Jack Sparrow. Every episode, I'm going to come with a new movie character. So just okay. keep it locked. Stay tuned. You'll never know who I might be. I might be your favorite character. Or you can post in the comments and think who I should be next episode. That's called. Uh, you don't know. You don't know. No. Engagement, community yeah. engagement, mm-hmm. interaction, all that, all that. I feel like that was such a such an umbrella term. That was like, nah, but it is. But <laughs> <laughs> you just had to take yourself. But well, yeah, you already know who it is, man. It's your boy CK, AB, all them letters. <laughs> 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 I'm so <laughs> Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? What's up? What's up? It is uh, your CEO and visionary, Miss Amber Lyons, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Out Podcast presents This is America Revisited. Kicking it off to my girl, Ashley. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, you know, my situation has already been explained, but it's Ashley. <laughs> 
I couldn't be there. I miss you guys so much. I haven't seen you in forever. I'm doing she doesn't have COVID, everybody. I don't no. have And we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Ashton just had a birthday on September 1st. That's Absolutely right. happy belated. Thank you. <laughs> you said what? I said you just turned 21, but I was joking. Uh, yeah, I'm 22. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yes, 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 indeed. Happy belated. Thank to Ashton. you. You already know what it is. It's your MC, Mr. Hefty. You know what I mean? The big goat himself, Emmanuel Lyons, saying even however you know me, you do. Um, and yeah, uh, we back. Um, you already heard, you know, our uh, founder and visionary and my mom uh, tell you, you know, and if you've seen the promotion and you know, this is this is America revisited. And, um, it's unfortunate, but here we are again. <laughs> it's unfortunate that we're here again, but, um, you know, the very same types of issues and situations that we were addressing on the first time that we did the This Is America series is uh, still relevant and, and even more so because of recent developments and events that have been happening in the nation. And, um, you know, uh, first and foremost, I think before we get into the highlighted subject matters that we have is um, I think it's important for all of us who can to recognize that uh, this is a very important time that we have, um, that, that we stand upon a very delicate precipice that we stand upon um, with this year. We This has been the wildest year in all of the years to every year. Um, and a part of that, of course, is the election that we have coming up, the uh, general presidential election, as well as so many other things um, here in the these US of A's. And um, if you're you know, of age and in good criminal standing, we just implore you to vote. Um, it's a civic right, it's not a civic duty, unlike like, jury duty is a civic duty, that's like a thing you have to do. It's a civic right, so it's a thing you can do. Um, and, uh, you know, we just uh, encourage, um, you know, whoever you plan to vote for or whatever your thoughts or opinions are on the current political landscape um, to at least, you know, try and, you know, be involved in that process. So um, that's just a little PSA, if you will, if you're not registered to vote. There's like a thousand websites where you can register to vote and it's all very quick. So, yeah. And um, without further ado, y'all ready to talk? Um, this week's a little bit different. I mean, for if you're a, uh, one of our typical viewers and you know that oftentimes as we go through, we you know probe questions and answer and bounce off ideas. But this time we just wanted to have straight up conversation with one another and uh, really just dive into what has been happening. So I'm gonna kick it off with um, just a bit of information about things and then we're gonna jump right into the conversation about those things. So the first thing that we really wanted to address was the unfortunate uh, police shooting of Jacob Blake in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And so uh, just a little background information, Jacob Blake is a 29 year old African-American man um, who was shot in the back and critically injured by police on August 23rd 2020. Um, during an arrest, police officer Rustin Shesky shot him seven times in his back, 
with four of the shots uh, hitting uh, Jacob Blake. So he fired off seven shots and four of them connected. Um, and once again, that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And um, I'll kick off with my first, I guess, thoughts when everything happened, because this was yet another example of uh, something that we had the video and the footage for the moment we knew about it. Um, it wasn't, you know, something that had to be dug up or, you know, be surfaced with body cam or anything like that. Um, eyewitnesses, neighbors that were across the street were recording the entire incident from even before, uh, you know, the attention got turned to Jacob Lake because the police that were called there were actually called there for an altercation between two women that he was uh, in, in trying to break up and, and you know, dissolve and de-escalate. And um, when they arrived, uh, you know, focuses gift shifted to him. And then as he, uh, you know, was entering his vehicle, his motor vehicle, absolutely, yes, his, his kids present in the vehicle, that's when uh, the officer shot him. But like, uh, like I said, this was one that we immediately had the footage for. So I immediately got angry, I mean, personally. Um, I got angry because, well, for one, when, when things were reported, you know, he was still battling for his life and he still is alive, thank God. Um, uh, it's been reported that he's paralyzed. So that's unfortunate if, if that is 100% accurate and true. Sorry if you hear uh, unusual, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a loud thumping. A loud, yeah, we have, we're, you know, currently in the house with two young children, so I'm sure you all understand. What is down? Uh, we need some hoverboards. <laughs> like literal hoverboards. Oh, it's like can't test the flow at all. Um, but yeah, I, I got angry personally, personally because looking at the footage and just knowing everything that you know has been happening this year in particular, it's clear that officers of the law still feel a hundred percent protected um by the system that they are a part of. Rightfully so. And yeah, rightfully so, them feeling that protection because it's designed for that. But it shows that, I mean, that's not even a matter of on a human level, these officers seeing and understanding the landscape of everything and even that playing a role in hesitating or, or being more careful or not, you know, killing unarmed uh, uh, or a, a shooting unarmed black people. And, you know, okay, people can get into the syntax of unarmed versus armed in this particular situation. But for me, at the end of the day, this was a situation where we saw cops fire at a man that they did not have to be firing at. And knowing that they operate with that unbridled confidence and, and uh, sense of protection because they know that they're not gonna be held accountable and that justice is not gonna be sought after. And if it is sought after, it won't be dealt. It just made me angry. I mean, that was just my first initial thoughts was just pure anger. One thing that recently, recently, uh, I was put in, I don't want to say I was put in a position, 
in which I could have lost my life. I was put in this position in which I could have went to jail for something that literally was stupid. So the night you had your going away party, I don't know if I ended up, did I, I told you. Well, I, don't I, mean, I knew everything that happened because Tyler had told me personally. So yeah, so I'm <clears throat> driving home. Um, I make it off of the exit um, to get on the 285. So I'm like driving through Sandy Springs, I think, right? I'm driving through Sandy Springs and lights that's flash. County for those of you who don't know. Right, that's Cobb County. Lights flash. I pull over on the highway. The guy comes up. The police officer comes up to me and tells me, uh, he, he tells me, give him his life, my license registration. I give it to him and uh, I give him all that stuff. He goes back to the car. He comes back. He's like, mind pulling up and going to this gas station. That's right, because the exit was literally like right there. The next exit, and so I was like, "Yeah, because it doesn't make sense for you to stand on the highway." So we pull into the gas station, and basically, he tells me, "Wait, what time of day?" This was two thirty. Yeah, it was like two thirty in the morning because I had just left. Um, I had just left celebrating with with Emmanuel down in Kennesaw, and mind you, I had two people with me, and we're all black, so. Um, thankfully, yeah. I had I had a woman with me though, so I'm sure that helped in some regard. Um, she ain't say nothing, but I'm sure it helped in some regard. And um, basically, after 15 to 20 minutes of, of arguing, basically, the reason I was pulled over was because my insurance wasn't showing up in the system, which is stupid because no less than a week before this happened. My father had just made a payment on my insurance and gave me a paper. It said, if you get pulled over, show them this. So that's what I gave him. And so eventually he's just like, all right, I'm going to need you to step out of the car. And when he said that, I guess he kind of saw the look on my face because I was just like, dang it. And he was like, I, I'm going to show you. Like, I'm going to show you the computer. I'm like, all right, now. So I get out. Plus, my, so when I pulled up to the gas station, two cop cars had showed up, but only one pulled me over. That's when I knew something was wrong. So I get out. I go look. And he's showing it to me. And I'm looking at it. And I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. This is wrong. Like, this is literally wrong. And in that moment, I realized he is in the worst position any human being could be. This is why I don't see why people would want to be police officers because of the system they have to work in. You're telling me you can't make any exceptions. You pulled me over. You called back up. You can't. Neither of you can just say, you know what? He obviously is not lying to me. So I'm going to let him go for the night. What he did was he let me he, he let me go. But he still took my car because he had to. Like, what do you mean you have to? No, you don't. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying to you. There's hardcore proof. Exactly. And there's like literal proof. The insurance is right here. For you to tell me that it's not put, showing up in the system has nothing to do with me. Because when we went to get it out of the impound, the lady said the same thing to my father. I was like, that's exactly what he said to me last night. And she was like, okay, now go get it. Go ahead. It was a black lady. She's like, okay, no, go ahead. What go she take the car. She said that um, it looks like this car doesn't have insurance or something. Basically, the exact same thing he said to me is what she read off of whatever computer she was looking at. I was like, that's exactly what he said to me last night. He was like, she just let me and my dad get the car, and he was like, don't drive through Sandy Springs no more. Right. Because apparently there's something wrong with their system. Right. And I'm just they like, know. that was when I realized, okay, even, even though he probably felt upset about it, 
he still felt as if he had to do his job. And any good person would do their job. You know what I'm saying? But I still can be angry at you, sir, because not only did you choose to be a part of this system and operate as a cog in a very, very, very complex machine that you can't even fathom because you take orders from somebody. So no matter what, no matter what, if somebody tells you to do something and they have a superiority, even if it's bad, you're going to have to do it because it's an order. And that's the issue. That's the issue. There's people in these positions that go up, 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 and up. Mm-hmm. So the trickle-down effect is their foot soldiers have to carry out a certain mentality. And, you know, we all, we've all all seen training day. They all <laughs> forget everything you learn when you get into the academy. Forget everything you learn. Because they're going <laughs> to... But yeah, like, we, we know... we. These ideas are not just fathomed out of thin air. And they've been in existence for literal centuries. Literal centuries. They've evolved and gotten more complex. Right. When we look at world history, no country, like, there's almost no policing. Military, yes. But there's no police. You have the town, somebody does something, you have a meeting. <laughs> we figure out what we're going to do. True. They be having the sheriff. One sheriff. The one sheriff. <laughs> the one dude. The one person with a gun and the authority to use it. You know what I'm saying? And who does he become sheriff? He gets elected. They choose him. And most other countries, like, even in my country, what would you say? Ask them what's Oh, I was saying that in most other countries, like even if they have police officers, they don't carry guns because they're not allowed to. Nobody's allowed to carry a gun. Right. Wow. And I think one one thing that kind of comes full circle to how we uh, were talking the first time that we addressed this in our first This Is America series is the fact that though being a police officer or a cop or whatever verbiage you use for that occupation, though that is a job, and is it a job of service under definition? We paid it. That is very true. Um, It is a part of a system. It is one job that is a part of the criminal justice, use the justice word lightly, system that involves not just the cops, but like you said, you know, the chiefs. It involves the uh, attorneys. It involves investigation. Uh, investigation. It involves judges. It involves prison. It involves all of these things, and it's a pipeline. It's a direct pipeline, directly targeting minorities, specifically Black people. Like the the prison industrial complex is not a made up thing. It's not a fathom, like you know, a, a theology that you can choose to believe in or not. It's real. It is a direct pipeline, and these people, and that's why when you see things like ACAB, you know, or, or you know, people with the mentality that all cops are bad, which I subscribe to, um, it's not about the person's character, right? People hear that and they think we're saying every single person is a cop is a bad human being. No, the function and job of a cop is bad innately. It's intrinsically, it was intrinsically created to oppress and destroy. A, a person, a particular group of persons, 
So as much as you can do it and be a great person, and as much as you can do it and do it right, let's analyze something super simple. Why is there a quota for arrests and tickets and things of that nature? What if, what if everyone on planet Earth decided to stop doing any crime? You still got to arrest people if we all follow every If crime stops like that, it's an and it's beyond just like it's the system that's been in its existence since its inception. With and the, the thought process that the system is broken is one that we have to destroy because the system is not broken, the system is working as it was created and intended to, to work, it's and it's working masterfully. It's a lot of people who don't understand that, like, they don't understand the fact that the system is what it's supposed to be, like from the people who made it. Like it's not what it's supposed to be for us. It is, in fact, it's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, from the jump. I don't know how many of you like actually read the 13th Amendment, but it's an exception clause. It literally states slavery is or indentured servitude is abolished and illegal unless you are convicted of a crime. That's any crime, literally any crime. They were like, how are we going to make, what are we going to do? We can't just let the slaves go. We can't make money on our own. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. I have an idea. Make them criminals. And nobody can say anything. Then nobody's going to care. And that's exactly what they did. They're like, you know what? That kind of sounds good. In the, in, the, in the 40s, in the 30s, it was just regular Jim Crow laws. You sit from a long water fountain. Jail. Like, the, the, then Jay Walker. That's what the mob did. First. first, right, and it's like the, and they wouldn't want to go to jail for that no. at all because the people who doing it go ahead and put the uniforms on right, right back after. Exactly, and it's like, like, what are you? What, what the the KKK like? Never when they went like underground, they didn't go underground. You see their faces, you just don't know you seeing their faces. These people were like, yo, they think we're stupid. Yes, the rednecks are, but you know we kind of got an organization. We can let them be the face. You feel me? And let everybody think that we're going to be lawyers, we're going to be judges. You feel me? We're going to be the people that you have to see when you need help. Wow. I infiltrated, took over. Well, but oh, it was kind of. It's also a matter of if infiltration implies that there was something to enter. Yeah. Right. It was already. They, 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 yeah, they created it. It's like yo, that's and it's so wild to me. So wild to me. That's that really, that's really part. great. That's not even a finesse. That might be the biggest finesse I've ever heard. And that's another. It's not even a finesse because they set it up for themselves. They took over the country in the beginning. There's nothing to finesse. They have all the power. There was a group of people who literally said to people living on this indigenous land, it is our destiny to travel west. Yo, <laughs> yo, your when land. they did teach us manifest destiny, destiny like it's a good yes. thing. Yes. Oh, what? <laughs> like, I, I remember morally being like, I was learning the manifest yeah, destiny yeah. and I was like, but people live there. <laughs> like, it's one thing if you pulled up and was like, hey, can I get a, you know, can I chill? No. The Trail of Tears. <laughs> And I remember, uh, Pocahontas, these white men are dangerous. <laughs> real, real deal. Bro, <laughs> oh, was 12. That but, Disney movie lied. But I want to go back to this. Yeah. 
it's video to us. It happened in real life. Um, I want to go back to that because just on the basis of people trying to justify the actions of the police justification who shot this man in his back seven times. I mean, I know that when I first saw the video, I immediately, it went back to, to George Floyd because, and, and to Rayshard Brooks, because you could actually see these people being killed in live and in color and by by police officers and um you know it's it's just how it, 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 the first thing coming to mind is not again yeah like is this really is this really happening again and to see how they now I don't we could I couldn't hear the discourse between them, but the story what what, what was said was that he, he was trying to break up a, a, a domestic dispute. Yeah. And then he was going, they got called there and he yes. was going back to his car because he had his two children, his uh two children sons in there. So you could see him walking away from the police officers. There were several of them, and one of them had his gun drawn on him. So I don't know what was being said. But it doesn't matter what let, let me finish. But the number of police officers, female and male, that was around him and following him, when he went and they said that he disclosed that he had a knife in his car. So you they for them to say, oh, he was trying to go in there to get something, like it took, but you had to shoot him in his back seven times. Like you were right and you grabbed his his tank his t-shirt, grabbed his t-shirt and then shot him in his back. I mean, to me personally, that is supposed to be the last resort. Not for them. I don't know what the law is in Wisconsin. I know in Georgia, if say if somebody like robs your house and they finish, like they got to the point where they finish and they're running away with your stuff. You can't even shoot them in the back because they have left your property, and that will you would go to jail. Even if they're still in your mm-hmm. home, if right. you hit them in the back, it's, it's still it's, not right. Which makes no sense to me. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of does make sense, but if they're in my house, regardless. But at this point, <laughs> when you see like, why is the punishment for resisting arrest or not complying death? death? Well, and why is it only for us? Exactly, yeah, so, like, yeah. and because even we if, got footage galore, of white people. Yeah, right. and even if it does happen, bucket, fighting, fighting, ethnicities. Like, I don't, I, I know that there's like, I watched a video where a guy was saying where he kind of he was able to pull up um, a case for like it was like Tamir Rice and like three other people that was like around that time. It was maybe 2017, 2018. And the point he was trying to make is it he was trying to say that, you know, it's not a race thing, but that's not the truth. And but he was able to pull up people who were white and had the same circumstances, like a 12 year old boy who was playing with a toy gun, pulled up, got shot. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, even still, that's that shouldn't be the problem. Like that shouldn't be a problem. Chris Rock said it best. You can't have bad apples as this is one job you can't have bad people at. But it's also 
pilots like pilots, it's my fault some people just don't like to land you know some people <laughs> just like to clip the wing a little bit but it's also and like to spice him, it up. him saying that was like on point but it's also a matter of that doesn't make them a bad apple and right. that's the problem in the function of a job of the, of the job even the, you don't know how many times a cop does something wrong and no one is gonna hear about it. Yeah. It's between him and the, I, the, the, I, him, his chief, and, yeah, and it stays there in that nucleus. It's like if you're at work and you say something, you know, sexually inappropriate to one of your coworkers, and they go to HR, and then HR pulls you into the office and it's like, don't do that. And then let's, and you just go back to working, and you're still in the same area brushing shoulders with the person you said it to and xyz and you still doing the same thing hr just said don't do that no more well huh <laughs> and then you got these examples you look back at george floyd and Derek chauvin where it's repeated over and over again mm-hmm. this person is african or they got a style and it's how they like the dude with George Floyd, he had a few incidents with some Hispanic people, a few incidents with black people. Like it's 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 a recurrent thing. That's why I don't even like put the energy into like looking that type of stuff up. Not looking that type of stuff up, but like seeing it makes me like not surprised. You feel me? Because yeah, it's not surprising at all. I'm really tired of having to talk about that. Yeah, why is this an issue in our country in the year of 2020? Because it's been an issue since, like, whenever we came well, over here. Also, it was going to be. Actually, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Why is your gun drawn? The man is unarmed, and he has kids in the back. There's no way you could justify shooting of any man going to his walking away, going to his car with kids in the back seat of a car. That man is not doing anything to put his kids in danger. And you, by firing your weapon seven times at somebody's back, hitting him four times, just put his kids in danger. Oh, they traumatized them. They'll be traumatized. They're going to be traumatized for the rest of their life. And then I also heard that when we found out that Jacob Blake was alive, he was handcuffed Mm -hmm. to his hospital bed. What are the charges? For what? I have a friend who's in prison for attempted murder. And the reason why. Are they really friends? Huh? Are they really friends? Yes. The reason why he ended up going down a path that led him to that was because when he was a young boy, he witnessed his father being killed. And he never had any reason to enter the street. Ever. Don't say his name. I will. talk about that. But he had no yes. He had no reason. He had no reason to enter the street. His he was his mother owns a boutique. I seen his mother and his little brother recently. They still live around us. Like he had no reason to enter the street except for that. That was the only thing. For some reason in his mind, something clicked and he was just like, I have to just I don't know. Like I don't know what it was. But stuff like that is what people what people like us see in our marginalized communities every day. Like, 
you wonder why kids my age, for the older people, you wonder why kids my age are confused and messed up. Because when their parents were children, they saw stuff that they couldn't readily work out in their mind. You feel me? So like now, those types of traumas are hereditary and genetic. We already know our blood records stuff. You feel me? It's that complex. I don't know how God did it. He said it, it did, it's happening. So it's wild. The things that we see, the things that uh, we experience are way, happen way more. The same numbers that say um, more white people are killed by police officers than black people in a year shows that we are killed at a higher frequency than those people. Disproportionately targeted. The what I was watching the Matrix with my mom earlier. Like we was watching, it was reloaded, and it was a scene where he had like entered that room with the architect, and the architect was talking with all them big words and whatnot. Basically, I kind of got the gist of what he was saying. He says he judges things based off the what? It's 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 loud. Based off, he judges things based off of how the six meals have came. This is the sixth meal. And he said that he judges things based off the time it takes for one Neo to get there for the next one. And that's how he judges things. And it's like, essentially everything else he said, it boils down to that. And that's kind of like how I realized that's really how I see these videos. You know what I'm saying? Like, since, since Mike Brown, it's only a matter of time. How long is it going to be since, until it happens again? Maybe a month, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, maybe a day. Who knows? And those are only the stories that break through. Exactly. To get to exactly. Break through. Exactly. Yeah, you find a lot about like an Elijah McClain, and you know, you find a lot about people who it was under the rug, and right. now it's being brought to light because now the justice is trying to be. We know about Amar Arbery until months later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Until the video came out, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so, how does it make you feel when you see something like that happen to somebody that looks like you? He had dreads, black father. I mean, none of your fathers, but black man that you can relate to. <laughs> But then you see see videos like like someone who is walking down the street carrying what is it? A R K Uh, um, 
when they call on the forces, it looked like the National Guard looked like it was one of those kind of um, trucks. But then you had police cars out there because you could see the sirens, but you walk up to it with a big old gun, walk past it, but yet a man who is walking away from you to get back to his children and to his car, unarmed, gets shot in the back seven, gets shot at seven times, shot in the back at seven times, and then you gonna tell me that someone that's walking down the street with a rifle that's white, that's able to walk away, walk up to the police, they eventually tell him, thank you for coming. Give him water. You get to go back home. Like all of these people who are white and armed were arrested and were safely they were arrested and arrested and um like safely arrested arrested and then you have Tamir Rice who was unarmed toy for our boy. You have George Floyd, who is an unarmed man. You have Jacob Blake, who is like all of these people of color who are unarmed, who are dead. Like, if you don't see what's going on, like, then you're living under a rock. Like, it's not even that. Like, you're no, you're choosing to stay ignorant. And that's exactly why. And that's one thing I will say. That's what those comments come Y'all were mad about Like, Do you see why now? Like, do you see why? And one never cared. And one thing I'll say uh, is that exactly what you said, Andrew. That choice is exactly why I'm like I'm. I have retired from the explaining racism to white people business. Um, it's a business that I find myself in often um, because uh, I was around white people a lot. <laughs> Anywhere where there's a lot of white people, there will be a conversation where you have to explain racism. Um, and I went to Kennesaw State University, so yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, I was just gonna get into like the little because I mean, rung it up and it was our next topic. So we gonna really get into the information behind Kyle Rittenhouse so we can discourse, discuss even more. Um, so Kyle Rittenhouse, which is the young man my mom was alluding to, is a 17 year old white American male who shot and killed two people and injured another on August 25th, 2020, during the uh, third straight day of protests in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse has since been arrested and charged with five felonies and a misdemeanor. Since his arrest, he has garnered massive support, especially from conservative Christians, both morally and financially. He has also inspired much hurt and outrage from many across the nation for his actions. I just want 10 minutes, like 10 minutes in a second. Yeah. He has no hands. I know, no hands. <laughs> exactly. That's all. Like, why I need ten? There's a lot to unpack in what you just said. Just here. He's seventeen, mm-hmm. which is four years under the legal age to own a gun. Well, they used to say that video games was gonna mess us up. Well, I play Grand Theft Auto. I, I still play. Ga- I, I still play shoot em up games. That's the best games I'm at. Like I play sports <laughs> my whole life, but I can't play the sport game for Call nothing. Of Duty. Man, nothing. <laughs> See me on a game I can fight you or shoot. I'm here, but I don't want to kill nobody. That's all. But yeah, like 17 years old. First of all, he's not from Wisconsin. 
They need to talk to her. Like, what was what was the reason? Why would she even be complicit in that? Because she's just like him. She was there just dressed up just like he was. Had an AR-15, had a body on all. She just wasn't watching her son, obviously. Like an idiot. Stupid. And you want to know something's funny? The fact that this boy killed protesters in like the name of some unknown vigilante amazing yeah whatever whatever so this happens he gets all this praise (laughs) he gets all this praise support and all of that right white boy what little little milk white boy uh, the, the the one who's nationally known because a black boy was killed because he was a crip, but he's not. Oh, I forgot his name. So it's a little blue-eyed white boy who lives ten minutes from, from Compton in South Central LA. He leaves his suburban neighborhood to become a crip. He hangs out with some crips for a while. His parents they kick him out the house because he's he, he you know he's cripping and he's white. So why is he cripping? And Cameron Terrell. Cameron Terrell. And at some point, because of this young man, he's driving, he drives a very expensive car. So like all the obviously all the police officers know who he is. You know what I'm saying? He's he's seen in little music videos, this, that, and the third. Him chucking up the same. And two um uh like 16, 17, I think he was still in high school, he wasn't mm-hmm. 18 yet. But two, I think it was like 16, 15 kid year old children, two black boys, they hop out of his car and kill somebody. I back in his car, they drive off. <clears throat> Those two boys are still sitting in prison to this day. He, however, was able to get off with, I think, a little bit, like some probation, a little yeah. bit of other stuff. He was found not guilty for like all the felonies. And it was, like, I know he not guilty for like, like, I know right. that. He was allowed back on the strip. What? But his, so his, what happened to him was his family was shunned. He, his, his, both of his parents were successful businessmen men and women. No longer can do business with anybody. The high school, everybody said they don't want him back. They kicked him out, and he can finish high school, but he can't do it here. And it's like, okay, so we got somebody... One one was with us. One liked us. And and more so... Even still, I don't like it, because somebody lost their life. What's more important is, one of them was doing it for good old Merck. And that's it. The difference. That's what I was alluding to. But because talk about it. This is what, America. What? What's? And what's funny about not even just that juxtaposition, but the the direct, like the direct response to Kyle Rittenhouse. We can go straight from the president himself, who, when asked about it by reporters, only spoke about and focused on the fact that uh, one of the people he killed. Um, was allegedly attacking him with their skateboard and this, that, that. Somebody in the face. Oh, just a whole bunch of he was defending himself and no, and didn't I'm, he I'm, say he could have died? Yes, yeah. he was like he very much, very likely would have been killed by the protesters, Good. et cetera, et cetera. But listen, he he's saying the exact he's saying he's saying the same things that spewing a lot of the same rhetoric that a lot of these Christian conservatives. That have been supported. I mean, the, the money that's been raised, the money that's been raised for him, the money that's been raised for him, for his lawyers and bonds and everything, is literally 
so astronomical how much money has been raised for him. And that's just the financial support. Nonetheless, all of the people that have been supporting him morally. And the point, the, the, the point of focus in that for me is that number one, uh, there's this there's this misconception amongst a lot of people, specifically white Americans who aren't racist, that Christianity is supposed to like save other white people from racism or bar them from being racist as if slave owners like didn't their whole notion on the Bible on the Old Testament. I know, I down here in Georgia, helping like and serving, and brought them in. She was, they were more black people were coming into the church because she came in there. They were starting to, you know, minister about the Holy Ghost and all that kind of stuff. And the good old white boys and the pastor that was, uh, they were starch racist. They did not like it. She was working along with white pastors who were not like that. But the people who ran the church weren't approving of it. They actually padlocked that church so those black people could not get in there. Well, what about the wild cutters got the bucket in there? <laughs> they they padlocked <laughs> a church, locked you because your grandmother was in there helping to break down the walls of all of that stuff that was rooted and ingrained in that in the work of that house. And she was on the forefront working with those two white pastors and the other people, they weren't liking that. Oh, y'all trying to talk about the Holy Ghost and y'all trying to bring freedom and deliverance. Oh no, we ain't having that up in here. We, 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 got, we got to have bondage. Yeah, Even so in the house of, of God. Our brand of Christianity has to endorse our racism. Like, <laughs> exactly. it so yeah, of course that's the reaction. Of course that's the thought process. And that's that's what I do. I mean to, to to focus on the question you asked about how it feels when you see one like handling the police have handling one situation, Jacob Blake, and then the handling of a situation like Kyle Rittenhouse. And unfortunately, I don't it's not a lesson or a, a juxtaposition that I need to see. I've seen it a thousand times before. We can pull up it's just another example. It's another example of the same thing. And more importantly, I think what it really does is highlight that the only thing that's gonna work is actually destroying the system and abolishing the criminal justice system as it exists and birthing something new. Because you would think all 50 states and other nations protesting for weeks on end, you would think major cities protesting every single day for months without fail or miss, you would think looting and rioting, you would think that those methods would lead to at least some assemblage of difference, but there is. And that shows that everything short of knocking it all down and building up something new is only going to get us but so much but for so long. It's just a repeated cycle. Just like Andrew said, it's just 
how much time in between until it happens again? And I can't even think about how then long. We'll be right back here having the same conversation. Like I can't even think about how long I I felt this way. Like I've been tired for as long as I can. Remember. But imagine like when I I'm only 23, turning 24 in a few weeks or a week. I don't know. And it's like, I can remember in the second grade, for some reason, for some reason, a police officer showed up to our school, right? This was like, he was in middle school. He had told us when he got home one day, he went to Brookwood, which is a really racist area. Five same thing. That's that's the school that we went to Brookwood High School. So... I was thinking about the area. Oh, you talking about when? Yeah, some kids drove by, threw a cup, a red little solo cup at him that had the N word on it, right? So I told the cop, like, when I was there, and he looked me dead in my face and was just like, I'm going to get on there when I get back to the state, or something like that. Like, he just lied to me. You know? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I felt good. I was like, yeah, I, just, I helped. <laughs> right? Knowing dang well, he probably forgot that the second I said it, because he went back and talked to my teacher. My teacher was very attractive, not going to lie. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, how long, when did, when does it start? Like, for me, it started when I was, I think, around then. I was in gymnastics then. And remember, I was, we, I was the only black kid in my little group, right? And not only was he only the black kid, but he was better than everybody else. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> like, it was the hate. older kids. Everybody. They was hating so they split us up. And this is before I got with the there was another racist kid who was way older than me. I remember I remember him because I was like, What's this problem? Like, what's your problem? Dude? Like everybody else, cool, but you I'm like uh, they split us up, right? And I'm sitting here, you know what I'm saying? The kid that I get paired with is like, um, I don't wanna work with him. And I'm watching all of this go down. He's like, I don't wanna work with him. And I'm just like, Well, why not? He was like, I don't want I don't like black people. And I'm like, kind of just sitting there, like, you know, black. I'm brown, bro. What you talking about? And, you know, as an innocent child, I don't know what's going on. So he had, you know, he's talking to him like, we don't say stuff like that. Da, da, da. I'm just sitting here like, well, you don't want to worry me because I'm black. That hurts my feelings. Like, you know, I don't know what that means, but it, it still hurt because I'm a kid. Like, I can't control that. I don't know. I don't even know what you mean. So I go and I just tell my mom. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that kid just said he don't like black people. And she went off. I remember I remember standing in that spot and watching her just go back and forth like this. And I was just like, what's going on? Why is she so mad? And when we left, and like as I got older, the more I think about it, I'm just like, if I knew what I knew, if I know if I knew now what I knew, if I I, I wish I would have known then what I know now. Because then I would have. To piggyback on Andrew's statement, um, I did go to Five Force. It was out of district school, so I would have to walk to like a McDonald's that's down the street, and then I would walk back to the school for practice. So it was when I was walking on my way back to school for practice. I think it was some high school kids, and um, it was it was a milkshake cup though, and they wrote the word nigger on it, and they threw it at me. It didn't hit me, but it like landed right in front of me. So when I got to practice, I told my white coach, who then told my white principal. And so that next morning, they called me to the principal's office. I was like, what did I do? Right. And so I get in there, my heart beating all fast. And she was like, well, your coach told me what happened. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and we know about the students who 
through the the cup at you, blah blah blah. We don't condone that. Do you remember license plates? This that the third. I'm like, lady, I am traumatized. I video earlier this week with a bunch of black men who were Trump supporters and their main thing they was yelling was I'm not oppressed I'm not oppressed I'm, I'm the freest person on this on this planet the problem the problem the problem the problem the problem, and here's the reason why, the problem is the same, it's a, a syntax issue, right? Because people say being oppressed is like a mindset, like if you don't let the you know oppression oppress you, then you're not yeah. oppressed. But that's not true. It's not. That's, that's just number one. That's and I could definitely understand why he would say that. And that's, that's similar for six figure making young, a six-figure making black man in this country from a third world country owns multiple properties, has multiple streams of income. And he sees, you know what I'm saying? God is, God is definitely blessed. Black people have gotten <laughs> But I'm and tired but black, black people saying, as a whole. Yeah. And not only that, I'm tired. I am tired of... In 2020, and this is the problem. The civil rights movement was solid years ago and we're still dealing with... Well, like 40. Like, no, 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 Battles that they were fighting back oh, then, like so we're, we're fighting, but right, we're fighting for racial equality. It's twenty twenty. We're we're but, fighting for racial equality. <laughs> There's a lot that black people have attained, and a Put lot that black okay. people have have today that they never had back then. And we stand on the shoulders of all of those that lost their lives back then. But at the same time, Thanks. we should not be having to look on nothing. And seeing somebody grab a black man by his shirt, by his shirt, and 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 put bullets in his back when you're not even supposed to shoot anybody, you're supposed to be protecting and serving, and you're rolling up on every um uh um ethnic ethnic neighborhood with guns drawn, throwing people on the ground, 
10 bodies on top of them. You know, I mean, there's a marked difference in how we're still treated today. I think something that is, all that's very important. But I think for uh, really highlighting and looking at um, yeah, the subject matter of the whole oppression-based thing or whatever is another thing I'm really tired of. And it's unfortunate. A lot, a lot of people do this. A lot of Black people do this. But mainly Black immigrants do it or people who are children of Black immigrants do this. And I'm tired of this particular thing. I am tired of anytime Black people are airing out our grievances about this nation, having the retort be about how this is the best nation in the world, or all the blessings and opportunity, and how the, there are things here that aren't other places. And that's fine. That's good. That's well, and that's wonderful. But that, what does that? What does yellow have to do with blue? Stop telling. That's like if. If, some, if you are talking about how your, in your house there has been no lights and no gas every single day, and I come and I'm like, well, you got food on your back and you I mean, food on your head. I'm talking about the fact I don't got no gas and no lights. I can't do my homework and I can't do X, Y, and Z. What you telling, telling me about how wonderful my nation is? And how I should be blessed and thankful, especially because you come from or your family comes from another nation and you came here for the blessings and opportunity. I never said that we don't we're not captains of industry and this isn't the place with the most billionaires per capita and XYZ and freedoms that we have, like freedom of speech and religion and other but I that oh, wonderful, dandy. This nation has since before it existed has been on bread and backboned on racism. So really, Since before it, really it existed, it's the most nation there is in life, and everybody knows it. The only nation I've ever lived in is Switzerland. Because somehow during the Second World War, they were locked, like in between two nations, two whole Russia and something else fight each other, but nothing happened there, like ever. Ashley, do you see that question? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I feel like, I mean, it's a good question, but I just feel like for me, it's I can't pick one or the other that's more challenging because they both, they're coexisting. Like I can't, and it's, it's they're both something that I'm always um, consciously aware of. I feel like in general, black women are kind of at the bottom of the totem pole just because we're like two minority groups intersected together and um i can't i can't say that one is more challenging than the other i feel like if anything if something is like not going my way when i'm like out for a job interview or if i'm actually at my the current job i have or just the grocery store like anything it just makes me think okay which one was it that they didn't like is it because i'm black or because i i'm a girl i feel like it just makes me the them being together is the most challenging thing in itself. Cause I feel like, you know, if I was a black man, then I would be like, okay, it's because I'm black. That's why. It's not because I'm I'm a man. And if I was a white woman, I'd say it's because I'm a female because I obviously have white power in some way, shape, or form. So then being together is just difficult in itself. Karen. Yes. Yeah. 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 
But um, I I also wanted to point out the um, in regards to that the little white boy and that whole situation, the um, the police's response to that. I'm sure you guys saw like their the press conference they had afterwards and how the chief was saying that um, you know, we have a curfew for a reason, and if the protesters weren't out past curfew, then that wouldn't have happened to them. Yeah. And I feel like I hate that there's always a, a justification, like somewhere along the line, like they always find a reason for it to be like, oh, well, if they weren't out then, they wouldn't have died. And like that's not answer enough. And there's so many people that agree with that entire sentiment and just, it blows my mind. Yeah. And that's, that's and that justification can be found, and it can always be always, regardless of the circumstances and the context, mm -hmm. because the issue comes down to not seeing the humanity in us. I mean, that's a big part of the issue in general across the board with white people is whether they readily consciously recognize it or not, or if it's due to the subconscious training and raising and education and et cetera, et cetera they see us as subhuman. Mm -hmm. So the humanity that we should be granted is less than the humanity that they should be granted. That's why they can see something that they would not want for themselves or their kinship happen to us and make excuses. Maybe, bro. But, I mean, even with the, the white guy that he killed, I thought maybe they would be like, oh, he killed a white person. It was actually uh, bad. And they still uh, they protest like that. just as bad as us. Yeah, he's, he's with us. Well, once you become a nigger lover, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you as well be a nigger. Spear chuckler, like that's what you are. You are you're no longer on your side. Like it's crazy. I would honestly, I would hate to be a white person because I'm sure, like every white person, would just assume I'm racist. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if unless they're not racist themselves, every racist would assume I'm racist just because I'm white. I think all people. Oh yeah, most definitely yeah. until birth. I remember I had I got into a, I got I was kicked out of class because I was having an argument with this white young lady who wore camo to school often and. She and nah, y'all need to know what type of white person I'm talking. There was only three types of white people that went to South on that. All right, it was the Armenians, the Bosnians, and those two types of white They're people. Not even white, they're European. white. Never mind. <laughs> I'm say, boy, what you mean? That's where they make them. <laughs> so you got those two, and it's either they were way too white for the whites and hung out with us, or way too, uh, way too black for the whites mm -hmm. and hung out with us, and way too white for us and hung out with them. So you got one or two, or you got, yeah, you got the rednecks, cowboy boots, camel to school, hunting, money, you money, you, you know, that's it. The, you feel me? That's it, frat boys. Oh, that's them. And this was one of them. And we got into an argument. She tried to liken the Black Panthers to the KKK. And for some, I don't know why or how we got here, but that is when I lost it. And you guys know, I'm already animated when I debate. So people think I'm angry then. So when I actually got mad, I think everybody got scared. Because I, like, oh, yeah. I was loud, but then I was like, all right, now you're tripping. And everybody's just like, no, calm down. I'm like, bro, 
Y'all not gonna sit here and tell me I'm the right. When she yelled that last one out of her mouth and you go nostrils like she said it as if it was a question. It's like what about what about the black panthers? What about what and what about <laughs> like we was protecting ourselves from you? Like what are you doing? And, and, and we all got kicked out. It was three of us that ended up getting kicked out. But I was still so mad because it was they like, I shouldn't have. Nah, they sent me to Dr. Lee. And then, and then Dr. Lee let me go because she was like, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, I explained to her exactly because I don't know where I, Cedric was supposed to come with me. I don't know where she sent her, but she didn't come with her. Yeah, probably. But I went straight to I went straight to Dr. Lee sat down. I'm like, look, the reason I'm sitting here right now is because of this, 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 and this. And she looked at me and she was like, all right, I understand. Just go back. Just try not to be laughing. I'm like, man, this, I should have skipped. I should have just not went back. Because I went back to class. I don't, neither of them came back. Only a few occasions or life I've been kicked out of class. And the person that I got kicked to sent me back and I really went back. If you ever, if you, if I ever got kicked out of class and sent to a place, and they was like, "Ah, right, you can leave," I was free roaming, no magnet <laughs> through the hallways until the next period. <laughs> Bro, I very seldom was you about to see me again because at that point, I feel like now I got to explain why I'm back, and I'm supposed to act docile and stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> like, the only good that. thing was we was about to go to lunch anyway, so like when I went back, I was in like ten minutes. And got back. Shit, everybody was just like, "Yeah, nah, that was." So why is it that when black people begin to voice how they feel about these issues, you know, we become the problem? Like, we're not supposed to ever say, yes, I have white friends. Yes, there are people in my life that are not black that you have love for. But yet, you're not supposed to be able to express how love, like, whatever. Um, (laughs) Fondness. Um, but no, I'm saying for real. How is it that you become, you know, some sort of a, a problem because now you are voicing how these things are affecting? You're not supposed to. I'm a mother with a black son, two black daughters. I have black grandsons, black granddaughters. I'm. This is not supposed to bother me. Well, and it's crazy because sixty percent of the class was black, and they were the ones. Well, I think they were more telling me to calm down. Because they, they were afraid. They, yeah, they knew what it was going to be for me. That's that's most of the time what it is. It's like it's like we know, but from each other. Yeah, it's like from from each other. It's like we don't want harm to come to us. So it's best to stop now before it gets to a point where that could possibly happen. Well, I understand in that case. I'm talking about in general. Well, today, well most people can't face that music exactly. because they've been living in ignorance their whole life. So then once once. Once you open your eyes to something, you can never shut them. Nope. So it's it's nobody yeah, wants to bliss. go through that change. It's either it's either I change and become a better person or stay as I am. It's and, a lot easier to stay and, as they are. And I, I'm gonna say three things that I highlighted. Number one is the simple fact that it's it's exactly like if you're in an abusive relationship and you tell your abuser how they abuse you, and then they get upset about it. Like, of course, they don't want to hear about how they are trespassing against you, how they're hurting you, how they're destroying you and damaging you. And because <laughs> that's, that, that destroys like, the, the entire complex that you guys share. That's number one. Number two is for white people specifically, 
Once you fully accept 100% and understand you lose the ignorance and you really learn and you gain the empathy and X, Y, and Z, and you fully understand the complexity of this racism machine we've been battling since the beginnings, you realize that you cannot stand on the sidelines any longer because you as a white person being on the sidelines adds and compounds to the damage. You now either have to join the fight with us or if you stand on the sidelines, you are readily conscious of the fact that you are now part of the problem or you just do the complete Oh, racism is real. And join the other side. <laughs> and just full blown like 10 toes in the racism. After you learn it, you sit there and read all of it and get the information. And you're like, you know what? I'm with that movement. But most of the time, that's not the case. But that's a huge, I always, I've, I've said this to so many people, and only every white person I've said this to didn't understand it. And every black person I've said it to has. I expect white people to be racist. Because, one, I know that way more white people are racist than people think. But also, two, because I know how easy it is. You are born, even even if you are born in a household, in a community where racism isn't the theme, you are in a nation that's education, that's healthcare, that's every single system, employment, and, and everything you can find is built to your benefit and built to Make, make you racist. Hero. Like make you, you you are supposed to be like blind. Black people are starting to some white people are starting to uh vocalize that they do know that they have what's called white people. Well thank you. But yeah. I mean but what does that do? That doesn't yeah. do nothing. As, is, as, as, do? as they say, I'm not celebrating a sheep for bad. Yeah. Like bro. And and it's not a matter of because I'm actually someone who is thankful and appreciative. Whenever I've been out at protesting, you know, I see the white allies that aren't doing it performatively, and you can tell the ones who are doing it performatively because they would do things like start their own chance. But regardless, you you know, I I'm someone who is thankful for the allies that we have because I recognize that for us to upend this in the way that we've been trying to do for so long, um, which is peaceful despite what the media and most people you know people would like you to believe we've been doing it the peaceful route this entire time and for us to ever succeed in that regard and endeavor we have to or either way it's you got it's gonna take the help of the people who are can benefit from the system of power so i am appreciative and i'm not ever trying to knock like against that but these are not issues that are like abstract. These are issues of human rights. If you recognize and like wake up one day and are like, oh my God, I live in a place where all humans do not have true and equal rights and particularly humans don't have them because the system and the world is meant for them to not and it destroys and depletes them and raises and elevates me. And I recognize that now. I I truly believe that all people should have the same amount of rights. You got to basic human level. Like You've gotten to ground zero, like you should think that. So I'm just like, like beyond that is where you you know get a measure of gratitude, I think I, I would say. But I think like things as simple as acknowledging and recognizing or like doing the process of educating oneself, like 
though I know it's still the more difficult choice because it's easier for you to remain ignorant and compliant, it's also not the like decision or the path that I'm like going to throw you a parade for. Right. I hate to take all the good air that we just have out of this, but scrolling on my <laughs> timeline, I see a post that says Daniel Prude died March 30th. Seven days after Rochester, New York police put a hood over his head and pressed his face into the pavement for two minutes. The world only found out about it today when his family released video and records of the incident. Now, this tweet was a day ago. Yeah, um, I, I found out about it. But I just now am reading this. So, like I said before, the time it takes from one to happen to the next. When did Jacob Blake happen? Was it this week, last week, yeah, early, yeah, early last week? That's what it's Where looking like. Rochester, Rochester. Um, yeah, while they while police officers were arresting him, they put a hood over his head and he suffocated. And you know, you know what's wild is recently, ball. recently, this is how I know that. <laughs> Maybe I'm at a place where I'm like, man, you know what? I don't want to say like tired, but it's just like alluding to what I said earlier about how we've been doing this and trying to do this the peaceful way. Even when you look at examples like the Black Panthers, you look at like rioting and looting, you look at some people who have taken the law in their hands as black people, whatever the case may be. We've been doing this on the large front, the peaceful way. And like, it don't work. I'm just like, not. It don't work. It's not even just a matter of it not working for us. That's never worked in anywhere and ever done. Ever. And it's so unfortunate. But the only thing that has shifted regime and, 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 and things of this nature <laughs> that are that in is, is, is straight up war. Yeah, and I'm not prepared to fight a war. I don't want to fight no war because that means one, I got to get fit. Okay. <laughs> and two, and that's the biggest and two <laughs> I'm, I'm, you can't be out here not fit right now. Like, right. And two, I'm like, one foot in the PTSD door, anyways. <laughs> that's just going to knock me fully to the. It's, it's, but it's a matter of like really looking at it and just being like, man, we have, we don't, it's, we don't have a lack of ideas we don't have a lack of knowledge you know as much as the resources are skewed and we don't have that much access we don't have the lack of resources other than probably funding but uh, and when you look at you know black it's not even a lack of that because more than well, yes but i mean we still gotta have it and live yeah. <laughs> it's not we don't have a lack of some people would say we have a lack of structure right now but i wouldn't even say that as much as we just have a lack of figureheads. I think the structure is there. there. We're making the protest. We're doing the you know, boycotts and X, Y, Z. It's just, we don't have the people who are the, the MLK or the Malcolm X or the Rosa or the Mega Evers or whatever. That's the disconnect that I think our generation, what we have right now with this current movement. And we have some examples, but none of them are that are at that level. But if we don't have a lack of any of those things, and yet it feels like it's we haven't even gotten as far as all of the officers that murdered Breonna Taylor being fired. One's been fired out of four. 
The other three still work. It's crazy. We haven't even got as far as a law that absolutely should not exist. It should have never existed. Qualified immunity even being actually looked at. And we got petitions with millions of signatures to end qualified immunity. And ain't no one in none of the, not a general assembly or a Congress nowhere, like, y'all wanna look at qualified immunity just to shut them up for a few weeks? Not even that. It's like, what, 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 what what's the key? <laughs> you know, like, straight up, what's the key? Because the only missing key in my eyes yeah. is yeah. We ain't caused enough bloodshed. Some cops start dropping their like, We ain't no, toppled no. off we ain't toppled enough systems literally. We burning down buildings and knocking it and even that nah. They don't even care. They don't care. We, we, like, you know, we turned down care. statues Burn and, that. but that ain't enough. Nah. <laughs> the pro- the problem is they still got their bread and they still got their lives. That's all they care. Dr. Lee. Um, yeah, we know. Sean Lee. Oh, I was about to say. Just know that. <laughs> like, I don't know who Dr. Lee is, but she is not that man. <laughs> but. You know, it's power. But regardless, it's like, I mean, when you see it, it's two things that's evident, man. They waking up and they still got that same amount of bread in their pocket and influxing in their life, and they still got the same amount of blood in their bodies. Well, and it's not like we haven't been working to, to, to reduce. And to that point of the blood still being in the bodies, for cops to be so scared of us, y'all not dying. <laughs> and we no, are. Talk about it, though. We are. Talk about it, though. And, and not only that, for cops to have this veil, this belief that so many Americans believe and this identity that they are this class of human that's special and above. Y'all got a lot of fear in y'all. I wish everybody, y'all, everybody y'all very like, easily you know scared, what? my boy. That, that revenge or the whatever it is you think that we're going to do to y'all, it still hasn't happened. A, Where, show, a, show, a show that um, portrays like cops in like the most perfect life. Like, I on that show, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. But like, that that show really shows you the type of people that become cops. People who are sometimes kind of socially awkward as a kid, don't really know how to like communicate. You feel me? Bullied a lot. Oh, Anyone house's job that he he was a cop. He's a year away from that. Doesn't age. surprise me. You feel me? And it's like <laughs> there are people. The people who want to be cops to want to be a cop. You're weird. Point blank, period. That's like, like that's, that's a little like, valid. Wants to be a that's a, va- that's a, a valid, valid thing. Like, from a young age, son, that's son, what you aspire to be, like, regardless oh, if your dad right. was in the force, <laughs> whoever was hey, in the force. If you want to be a cop, and that's just a street cop, business, just a street cop, never try to make detective, never try and get into an office nowhere, never try FBI, internal affairs, none of that. <laughs> you stay straight street cop, like you hit the beat every night until you retire, you are weird. You are a flawed individual. I don't know what sense of power you think you have, because that's where it comes from. It's the fact that I 
guys have the power here. What I say is goals. And if and you don't say what I say, what's their favorite, I what's their favorite line? I am the law. That, that sentence should exist because no cop is the law. You are not the law is the law. It's not a bill. You are simply an enforcer of such. But that's never really, sat on that's really, it's, it's, it's like Alonzo said, we all see train today. I'm the police. I was here. Y'all just live here. That's not a unique mindset. You know, at all. That's not a you unique mindset. That's not have he's not the outlier. Like or problems. These are human beings. Right. Like they can take take their anger out on something or somebody. You ever you ever had to go to school and have a matter of fact, don't even you had a bad day. I'm even if y'all can't relate to this, I know y'all seen on social media people talking about how back when we was in school where we would wake up and we would decide we was gonna be mad that day. And then we get to school and our friends make us laugh and we'd be mad because we supposed to be mad that day. Yeah. But what if I'm a cop and I wake up and I decide I'm supposed to be mad that day? Mm-hmm. And I got a Smith or a Desert Eagle on my side. And I can and I can and I can choose my level of interaction because at this point I don't have to wait for the scanner and the I turn on the lights. I can play duck duck goose with your life. And that's not me saying that that oh, you know, that's a complex for cops. What I'm saying is these are people. These are individuals. These are humans. But it's like once you pass, it's like the academy changes your level. Like people believe that the academy is this thing that makes you a level above human. Like it, it, it changes your neurons and, and, right. and, and, and it affects you on every molecular level. So when you come out the other side, you come out, and I was just about to say, you come out like Steve Rogers. Because it's not just the fact that he's strong and he's fast now. What's so great about Captain America? He's just. It's all about doing the right thing. It's all about helping the people. The, the, the measure of because that that was instilled in him. People act like the police academy does that to John. John bullied you every day from fifth grade to twelfth grade, but now he's a cop. So it's mad respect. <laughs> And, and I might be stepping on toes, but the same thing with the military. Talk about it. You, you, you was, you was, you was the wackiest individual I knew all of high school. You cheated on every girlfriend. You signed out all of your homies, but now you're in the Marines. So it's thank you for your service. You suck. You're a terrible person. You just happen to be in a uniform, and you could be a great person. But guess what? You're still wearing a bad person's uniform. Mm. You're still a part of the machine. If, I, if, if, I'm, if I'm right on some Robin Hood type stuff, but I'm in a gang, right? I get put on the set, but I'm not doing what the rest of the homies is doing. I'm not out pressing the line. I'm only helping the community. I'm running turkey drives and this, that, and the third, all of that. But I still got the set tatted on me. It don't matter to nobody. They don't care. They don't care about, oh, well, he's a staple in the community and he does this and he does. But what are you a part of? Something that's image and history and all of this yeah. is tarnished, stained with blood. But you wear that badge that started as the, the slave patrol. And then, hey, but, you, but, you, but you fly that flag. 
I mean, I'm glad that there's black people in South Sudan, but still, they'd be worse than the white ones. Of course. You know, there's <laughs> some, you gotta say some. Right, not some. About there's, if, there's, if, there's, if there's a cop out there that I say I have respect You know, for, I make a generalization about cops, just how I make a generalization about referees. But these black, white, Haitian, Puerto Rican, you're a bad rep. I ain't never seen a good rep. <laughs> 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 I ain't seen a good cop. Shout out to Deacon Michael. He graduated. No good cop. You feel me? He graduated. One of my homies. One of my close homies. Roosevelt Prime. Is my man just got out of the academy. You feel me? I'm happy for him. But yeah, exactly. You know, I just know. I know. I'm, I'm not gonna call him a good cop. I know Roosevelt is a good person. I still. It's still F twelve though. It's still gonna be F twelve. And and this and this and this belief by a lot of black people that. They're going to become a cop and change it from the inside. Ooh, you only get Do so far. You know, far, black baby. police officers also suffer at the hands of their white counterparts. Duh. Yeah. Oh, but they chose it to protect and serve you. I'm well, not surprised. and that's very admirable. <laughs> that's very naive. It's extremely 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 naive. It's because it's, that's that's very impossible. Look how many black cops there are. Ain't a single nowhere been changed from I, I, didn't, I don't care why they enter it. I'm saying if you enter it with that notion. That's why Roosevelt joined because he wants to change it from the inside. And I respect that, but it's impossible. It's it's unfeasible. If that was the case, it would have been changed already. Wait, so, wait so, too long. Okay, so you will get to a point, you will get to a ceiling where somebody Further up, we'll realize this person is trying to stop what's going on. We have to stop it, and they will stop it because that's what happens every time. Why do you think every time in America, up until now, whenever black people moved and started their own city, it went down in flames and everybody died? Because literally, that's the whole point. We can't let them know that they can do this without us. They need us. They, we have to make them think that they need us in order for us to continue to make money. We can't make money for real. <laughs> we gotta use them. I'm gonna say that so much. That is gonna be like my quote forever. I can't wait to get on the radio show. You can't make money for real. Like they need us. <laughs> they don't. They not hustling for real. Ashton. Yes, ma'am. We're gonna go around with some final words. Um, this is uh, this is America. This is our. I think we did two or three. No, this, this. I think previously we did what, like two or three episodes on this is America. I think we did at least two. We did multiple. We did about four young and black in America. Yeah, but, but I think we did two. This is America, and then. Um, we did some uh, mental health, goals, relationships, all that. But I think this might be the third or the fourth. This is America. So this is this is America revisited. So um, as you can see, this is a very hot topic because unfortunately, things continue to happen to bring us back to this 
place. Um, so we're going to go around and give each one because it's time for us to bring this episode to a close. And um, Facebook is, is, is um, really giving us a challenge every time we come on. That's why we, we, we started early. But Facebook, it keeps shutting down our lives. So we had to go back and start all over again from the drawing board. So um, we're thankful for everybody that's tuning in tonight and uh, apologize that we came in late, but it was not us. It was not us. It was definitely been Facebook these past few weeks, um, just killing the live. The YouTube would be on, but the Facebook won't. So, and we're starting on time or even early. Um, that's technology for you. So we're going to be ending the episode Shortly, we want to go around and give each one of our co-hosts um, a chance to say how they feel on this um, topic. This is America Revisited, and to give their handles on how they can be reached. We're going to start with the birthday girl, Miss Ashton Gates. I'm not even going to lie. I don't really have no final thoughts. At this point, I'm tired of having final thoughts. But what else can I say that hasn't already been said? Um don't lose hope, I guess. Um, she says she guess. <laughs> like, it's too much happening. The world, it's everything at this point in life is piling up. Jesus, I'm not going to question you, but I am waiting for, for you to do whatever you're going to do to get us out of here. Just take me out first. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, take me out of here. Take me out of here. Like, don't take me out. Like, give, like, take me out. Like, this. Bring me out. You know how, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he ain't got a rapture. That's what you're feeling. Please I don't need I'm, the I'm, nah, I'm pretty sure. But being caught up, like, literally just pulled your head so fast that you want to I'm going to scream. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you think you're going to fly off the ground, dog? I don't care how quick it happens. I'm going to be scared. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Ashton Gates with two S's at the end. And on Twitter at Ash gets the news. You guys can follow me at underscore skip to my shoe, Instagram, everything, Facebook, uh, Andrew Buckmeyer. I'll be on there though. So. You can follow me at uh, underscore CB03 on Instagram, on Twitter. At coach underscore bug zero three. Um, my final thoughts, remarks stop killing us, man. That's so sweet. My, my final remarks are um, hey, don't sign no 360 deals on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> you already know what it is. <laughs> Oh, you're all great. This your boy, Mr. The Family. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Lions. Hotline, Oh, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Lions underscore Emmanuel underscore also or at the Even Saint. You can find me on Twitter at R I P Lions with a Y. Uh, I've never specified that. The lines is with a Y. Hopefully you know that. 
Um, and uh, yeah, um, Facebook saying even. Um, my final remarks would more than likely be that um, for all my black people, uh, as tired and in pain, both psychologically and physically as we are, um, and as much as as much fight as we've had in us, um, there's still so much more to go. And so when you can and how you can take the time for yourself and your loved ones and, and, and put, especially in a year as tumultuous as this, your mental health first, um, I really want to stress that, you know, just taking the time for your mental health and um, trying not to be demoralized by everything that we're going through. Um, we want to talk about the New Speak Out podcast streaming on six digital platforms. SACE, connect with the voice of the youth and follow us on um, Instagram at YSO Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at YSO underscore podcast. Um, you can email us at youthspeakoutpodcast at gmail.com to connect with us, to be a guest, to work with us, to be a part of helping us to build um, a, a, a powerful and positive uh, media um, platform, which we're doing here. And um, I, I, I was also, you can follow myself, um, the what, CEO of uh, not only this Wise Speak Up podcast, but uh, from Pain to Purpose um, Incorporated. So follow us at www.fromPainToPurpose.net. Check us out. That's our website, www.fromPainToPurpose.net. Um, you can check us out and follow us on, on Instagram, From Pain to Purpose, on Twitter, Pain to Purpose. Um, follow us on please go like and subscribe to our youtube channel from pain to purpose comma inc inc you have to put that um and also amber lions you can follow me on facebook we also have a facebook page on um from pain to purpose how healing pains to the arts group on facebook i'm on facebook amber and lions y-o-n-s i'm also on twitter amber um, excuse me, on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, so please connect with us and purchase your t-shirts. And uh, on that note, we want to say um, we are all connected as black people and we want to make sure that we stay connected. And in the words of King T'Challa, don't build walls, build bridges so that we can continue to stay connected and help one another force back and forth Wakanda back and forth. 
thought you were just going to say Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Please rest in peace, Chadwick. Yeah, and with that being said, life is truly not, you know, tomorrow's not promised. We say that all the time, but these are the days that we have to understand your very next moment is not really promised. You know, these people are leaving. Jacob Blake did not think that when he had his children in the car and he stopped to try to do good, that he would end up a victim of gun, of police brutality. So be vigilant, stay prayerful, stay connected, love one another, forgive one another, and let's let the world know that we are a force to be reckoned with as a black nation, as a black people, and that we do that we do have value to add to this country, no matter what anybody thinks or says. So um, thank you for this time. Until next time, peace out. She fell in love with the bad guy, but she loves my intentions. Nothing feels better than the moment we're sinning, no. Nothing feels better than the moment we're kissing. I'll say I'll love her for forever in the morning, forget her. She was raised under money, growing up she couldn't see the poor. Save my number and her phone under me or more. Look me in my eyes and ask what I need her for. So in this game of life, she just might keep a score. And darkness is clouding my judgment. Marijuana clouds, cause the loud is so pungent. But me? I haven't touched a drug since that trade of white I live my life before the fight like I'm Dana White The block is hot like that boy band with Nick Lachey Hold my heart in your hands like a Fabergé Precious, he was young, dumb, and reckless Living like the devil couldn't catch us